Aloha and welcome once again to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thanks very much for checking in with us for this Friday, March 15th, 2013. This is our 556th podcast. Glad you're here. Got a lot of ground to cover. Going to answer a couple of questions from listeners. We're also going to go over a little newsy stuff and also talk about Molokai and Lanai. These are two islands that don't get a lot of attention, but have a lot to offer if you're planning a Hawaii vacation. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. We're Hawaii's experts. And you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com. You can also reach out to me via email. Drop me an email, bruce at hawaii-aloha.com. If you're working on an itinerary, you need some help, you need some advice, you have a question here for the show, I'd love to hear from you. I really, really get excited when I get questions from listeners, and I don't mind helping you out no matter what it is. Of course, we're trying to earn your business here, but if you've already booked something or you've, you know, maybe doing some research and you just stumbled across us, perhaps we can help you with activities. We have a free concierge service here, so reach out to me, Bruce, at hawaii-aloha.com. You can also reach me at uh, on Twitter, at Aloha Bruce. Or on Facebook, Hawaii.Vacation. Just lots of ways to interact with us. But the best way to stay in touch is to just get over to our podcast page. It's Hawaii-Aloha.com slash podcast. Or our blog, which is Hawaii-Aloha.com slash blog. Or just go to the darn site, Hawaii-Aloha.com. Click on the button where it says blog and you'll see all that stuff, including our videos. And download our app. God, we got so many things going on here. And I hope you'll participate and get involved. You'll be very happy you did. And you can also give us a call. You know, just we have agents probably standing by right now. Whatever time it is, chances are we got somebody here. It's 1-800-843-8771. Okay, let's get rolling here. Uh, let's start off with a question first from Dave Sturdy. He's going to be here in April. And he's asking about if there's any news about the international marketplace and whether or not it's going to be destroyed. This is, keeps coming up, this question, and there's really no news, any, there's any, no real news about that. He's also, also asking whether the PK, which is the Princess Kai Ulani Hotel, if that's going to be completely demolished. As part of this uh, reconstruction and the turning of everything into timeshares over there, my understanding was yes. But I just went and spoke to somebody there, and this subject came up about a month ago, and they said the plans are still kind of up in the air about what they're doing, about destroying that part of Waikiki and building giant skyscraper timeshares. <laughs> you can tell I'm really excited about that happening, right? But it would be a shame if we lost the international marketplace. They'll still have it, but my understanding is they're trying to turn it into this upscale thing. Anyway, another question comes in from Robin Parks. She's concerned about sharks in Hawaii. She's been hearing about some shark bites that have been happening and wondering what the frequency is here in Hawaii and whether it's something that she needs to worry about. And I can tell you that some good news here first. First, I'll give you the good news and the bad news, okay? The good news is that you're really not on the lunch menu for sharks. And that comes from a lot of recently published studies listing dolphins and squid fish as the main entree for sharks. So it's not humans, and humans kind of taste bad. And they've done a lot of research on it, and 
the conclusion is is that sharks aren't really out there to bite humans and that you really don't have much of a chance of getting bitten by one. But then, on the other hand, you hear about these shark attacks, right? And you wonder, oh my God, are there sharks there? I know when I go out paddling, I've seen sharks. I mean, they don't do anything. They're there. Um, but it's not frequent. I've, in, in all the times I've been out here, 21 years, I've only seen a shark maybe once or twice, like in the, in the Montalua Bay area, which is where I am on the east side of the island. But if you look at the numbers, there's been six shark attacks and bites, uh, none fatal, but where people have gotten injured uh, since November. So we've had quite a lot of them. And just yesterday there was one. And this is in Maui, and a few of these have been on Maui. And so um, I can understand your concern, but I really don't think that we're uh, any more susceptible here to shark attacks than anywhere else. But that's just my opinion. Another question comes in from Bridget Parker. She says, is Hawaii really that expensive as, that, as what I'm seeing? And unfortunately, yes. I mean, Hawaii has never been a you know, an inexpensive destination, let's face it. Um, even prior to 911, it's never been really a cheap place, but we have over the years tended to move more upscale here. And so it has gotten a lot more expensive over the years, right after 911, and especially when they redid the whole beach walk area down in Waikiki, we lost a lot, we lost a lot of the less expensive hotels here. So you you know the, the in those days you could get rooms for 15 60 bucks a night that's like you keep, that doesn't exist here anymore. So yes, it really is that expensive, but you know the good news is that we got great deals and it's not as expensive or it's definitely on par with other quote exotic destinations, you know. Uh, so dollar for dollar you're still getting a good value compared to other destinations similar to Hawaii. So that's something to keep in mind. A couple of other things I want to mention here. If you're going to be traveling here during St. Paddy's Day, you have to go to the official Irish corner here in Oahu. We have a, here on Oahu, we have a place where there's Murphy's Grill and another Irish, couple of Irish pubs that are there. And every year they shut it down and have these, this massive, very cool block party there. So if you happen to be here, or if you're just Irish and you're coming here, we have a whole Irish thing going on down there. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't think of that, right? Being from Hawaii and, uh, you know, being in Hawaii, but we've got this great uh, Irish thing going on. Also want to mention to you that there's a really awesome museum in Kauai you should really check out. It's the Kauai Museum. It's a little small museum and it gets overlooked a lot, but it's really pure aloha. The staff there is really wonderful and they uh, they really have a lot of rich history to, to show you and to share with you there. So you want to check that out. There's a nice article actually on our blog about this. So if you're going to Kauai, I definitely want you to put that on your radar, the Kauai Museum. Also, I just found out a couple days ago that Maui has those new double-decker buses which have become very popular. They're really cool looking and you can get them and they're going to be starting at the end of March and or early April. They don't have a launch date yet, but I was excited to see that. It's for residents and visitors of like. It'll be going through Central uh, Kahului right on down to South Maui, which is a great connection. You know, that's an important connection to make. And there's going to be like 13 uh, regular routes 
and four commuter routes. And this is great welcome news because I get a lot of folks who want to go to Maui and I'm like, you have to rent a car. You have to rent the car. But with something like that, um, although you won't be able to get to a lot of the cool places on the island, you can get between those two important points, the south side and the west side, uh, pretty easily by uh, bus. So I just wanted to mention that. Also, want to let you know about a couple of handy mobile apps that's good for that are good for Hawaii travel. Of course, there's our app, which is the Hawaii Aloha app. You want to check out that. There's also a Honolulu map and walking tour app that you can get, and it's done by the city and county of Honolulu. Very cool app. It's Honolulu map and walking tours. Also, uh, the bus HEA. It's thebus.org. That's a great way to get around Hawaii. If you want to go anywhere on the island, you can do it on, I mean on Oahu rather, uh, on anywhere on Oahu you can get uh, on the bus and for a couple of bucks. It's a, just a great way to get around. So you would definitely want to check that out. And also the Festivals of Hawaii app. I like that one as well because it kind of uh, gives you information about which festivals are happening when you're going to come here. You can kind of punch in when you want to come here. I mean, when you're coming here and then it'll uh, spit out, you know, all of the festivals. The festivals, you got to take in a festival when you come to Hawaii. I mean, people that experience festivals and our culture here end up going back much more enriched and also want to come back again and again. And finally, there's the Go Akamai map. And, you know, believe it or not, Hawaii has its uh, share of traffic. I, talk about, I talked about driving on the last podcast, driving in Hawaii. And uh, if you use this uh, Go Akamai app, it's great. Uh, it's a great tool to get around Oahu because it can show you uh, visual views of the different cameras we have here. And let's say you're going to be heading up to the North Shores during the week. You know, you can time yourself a little better. Uh, also, you know, using Google Maps is great too. And so uh, just wanted to mention that. You know, did you know that Hawaii is not the most expensive place to tie the knot do you know where the, the most expensive place to get married is? And I thought Hawaii would be way up on the top of that list, but it's actually New York. The average couple spends $76,000 on a wedding. What? <laughs> Man, my wedding cost uh, 60 bucks. I went to the Justice of, Pe- of the Peace. <laughs> That's really how I did get, we did get married. But we had our wedding party in Taiwan, which was, but it was no $76,000. Gosh, that's unbelievable. And Hawaii was, was barely made it into the top 20 on that list. It came in at 19 and the average wedding costs here is only $29,000, which I think is crazy. People spend, you know, and you think about the divorce rate, right? (laughs) You know, how many people are spending all this money and then they're going to get divorced, right? Six, 70% of the time. So maybe you should save that and put that into like a special account for your divorce when it happens. What do you think? Anyway, lots of great stuff on the blog. That's an article that comes from our blog. So check that out, hawaii-law.com slash blog. Wow, I'm running out of time here, and I want to get to some of these questions. And the first question is coming in from Nancy Williams. And she said she's been planning a trip for over a year to go to Hawaii. Uh, she heard that the lava tubes at the Volcano National Park are closed. And um, I checked into that. No, they're not. Uh, I don't. That's not part of the budget cuts. The Thurston lava tubes, I think, is what she's talking about, where you can actually walk through a actual lava tube. There's a great little walk that you can do, a tour that you can take, and 
get filled with information. You can also take a guided tour through it, which kind of gives you the history of this this lava tube. But uh, that uh, doesn't seem to be a problem. So hopefully that answers your question. Another question comes in from Gary. Quite a long question. Basically, he discovered our podcast, been going through them a lot. He says that he's coming here for five people in May. And he has a couple of questions. The first thing is that he's still in need for a car. He's looking at a minivan or SUV. Just a quick warning about a minivan or SUV for five people. Remember the luggage quotient. You know, very often people get into an SUV and there's not enough room for luggage. So if you are going to be doing it, try to get one that has the kind of space. If you rent one with us, I can make sure you get the right one. And it's something you got to worry about. SUV is probably going to be better than that minivan, but it's hard to say. Um... It really depends on the luggage thing. And you always pick up and drop off at the airport. That was another question it is, uh, that he had. Um, he also said that he's looking at a, at a condo, and he's he said he found a condo, uh, the Aston Waikiki Sunset, for $24.66. This is a two-bedroom condo for that, I think that's what, nine days? You know, that is an unbelievable price. In fact, that price is so good, Gary. I would double check to make sure it's for real because, you know, I can't even touch a price like that for that kind of money. Um, two bedrooms are really hard to find in Waikiki, and when you do find them, they're a lot more than twenty-four hundred dollars uh, for 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 uh, nine days. So you're doing great if you got that. And if you do have any questions about that, let me know. Of course, one bedrooms I can find lots of one bedrooms for that time period, and they're really nice, but uh, going to be I think a little too tight for five people. And then he also wanted to know about this is a common question about uh, taking island hops. Like if you're on Oahu and you want to go to the Big Island for, for volcano, I answered that on last week's podcast. But the the short answer is yes, you can do that. And the way we recommend doing it is doing a fly drive package where you you go there in the morning, you pick up a car at the airport, you drive to Volcano, do Volcano, and then come back. Or if you want to stay overnight, you stay overnight one night in Hilo, one of the hotels. And now the Volcano house has just been reopened, I found out, which is big news. And uh, we'll be finding out more about that. The Aqua Chains, uh, this is a hotel that was really, really old. It was run by the state. So you can imagine what happens when the state gets a hold of a hotel. It just got ran into the, the ground. And uh, finally, somebody picked it up and they got a management company in there. And Aqua is running it. And I'm excited to see what they did with the Volcano House over in Hilo. It's someplace you definitely want to consider staying. And of course, the rates are going to be a lot higher than they were when it was run by the state. But again, it's going to be a lot nicer and definitely worth thinking about. Another thing I wanted to mention, also a couple of questions about PCC. Um, I'll just write to you let you know more about that, what to do with little kids when you come here to Oahu. wanted to also mention to you, I got an email uh, yesterday about this great thing they're doing at the Koalina Resort out here on Oahu. It's a lagoon show. And, you know, in Hawaii there's mythology and we have um, – We've actually had in that mythology uh, mermaids, you know, and out at Koalina, they're going to be doing a whole thing uh, with the mermaids and they're going to do a mermaid, uh, they have a mermaid Creel, 
and there's a sunset greeting, there's aqua performances, and it's really going to be cool. I'm going to go out and check it out for you guys on Saturday and take pictures and find out about this, but I think this would be a very unique, interesting thing, something different to do, and uh, also give you a chance to get out there to Koalina, which is nice, up over on the Eva side of Oahu. Okay, let's get through our topic for the day, and I'll try and get it through it, uh, through it real quick here because I know I'm running out of time. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Lanai and Molokai. And here in Hawaii, uh, if you're if you're a resident of Oahu, we kind of think of ourselves here like we're at the, well, the biggest, you know, we have the, the biggest population. And sometimes when we refer to other islands like Maui or Kauai or the Big Island, we'll, we'll call them the outer islands. Well, I don't know where at some point that became politically incorrect, okay, to say that call one of the other islands uh, outer islands. They frowned on that. They got mad at us all the time calling the outer islands. So we started calling them the neighbor islands. But over the years, the islands of Lanai and Molokai, which are some of the less visited islands here, picked up the term outer islands again. I started seeing that. But really, those so people, when people say the outer islands, now they're talking about Lanai and Molokai. You know, anyway, by the way, Lanai and Molokai are part of the county of Maui, so they're considered Maui. But uh, we often hear that, and um, really, we now call them the neighbor islands. But Lanai and Molokai may be small, and they may be less populated than some of the other islands, but it doesn't mean that they're not vacation destinations. In fact, Lanai is known, or Lanai, I should say Lanai, is, is known to be the best island destination for honeymooners, weddings, romantic getaways, and Molokai has such a rich history, and it's the only place that I think that I can think of that can actually you can navigate via mule. You know, you can take the mules down to Kalapapa, where the leper colony is, where um, uh, Father Damien is famous for, and he got he's a saint. He became a saint anyway, but. And that, I think, is part of the allure of Molokai. And these two islands offer kind of different kinds of remoteness, like nowhere else in Hawaii, plus some of the most unspoiled views of coastlines, valleys, and rainforests, really unmatched anywhere. Uh, you know, I have to say that. Um, I haven't been to these islands a lot. I've been to all of them. Been to Molokai a couple of years ago. It's been a few, it's actually been maybe longer than two years, probably three years now. And I just wanted to give you a little bit more about it. You know, Lanai, Lanai was just recently purchased by Ellison, you know, the guy from Oracle. He bought the he bought the whole island and he bought an airline which takes people to it. And he has a lot of plans for it. But it's also called the private island. This is because there's it's you know it's secluded, it, it you know it, it's luxurious, and it houses two of the most high end properties we have here in Hawaii. It's the resort at uh, the resort Lanai at Manelli Bay, and the lodge at Koele, and there's also the Hotel Lanai, which is an aqua property, which is kind of like a B and B, a smaller place. It's not a B and B; it's an actual hotel, but it's small. Uh, very, it's like a plantation country style place, and that's a, I mean, that's a great place to check out Lanai, actually. Um, but it may not be the first place we recommend a lot of times because of the budget that a lot of vacationers have is just simply uh, expensive unless you can do the hotel and I over there, but it does have a lot of outdoor adventuring, 
a lot to offer newlyweds and, and, and groups who want to do like bonding experiences. There's lots of activities there. Uh, I went, I had a great horseback ride there, uh, high, uh, kayaking, hiking, and the golf is unbelievable there. I mean, it's two of the greatest courses are right there. And it's important to know what's included when you stay at the resort because all-inclusive packages really don't exist for Hawaii to save you money on, on a trip like this. So it kind of gets pricey, so think about it, but it's well worth the money. It's kind of like, if what would I do if I was going to do a once-in-a-lifetime, never-before, special occasion, you know, I'm just going to do it kind of thing. That would be one that you want to do. And it's also a ferry that goes there uh, between Maui, uh, Maui Island and there. And it goes seven days a week. And sometimes we can combine that. And it's just, it's really a great place to visit. So I, I would definitely keep that on there if you want to do it. Uh, I mean, if you want to do something that's really, really different out of the ordinary. It's also great for kids. I've put a lot of international travelers there. I booked a Chinese family there uh, recently. And, and, and we had them going to the Hali Kalani on Oahu. We had them going to the Ritz-Carlton on Maui, you know, high-end hotels. These folks had Boku Bucks. And you know what? The only place they said that re that really impressed them, that they liked, was was the Manelli Bay at uh, on, on Lanai. And, you know, Molokai, on the other hand, is is very rural. Rural? rural did I say that right? And uh, historic, kind of. It's It's got an untouched atmosphere, which is going to give you kind of a glimpse of the old Hawaii. There's, there's no traffic lights there. And... This island is very secluded, and it's kind of like the ultimate getaway. And you can really see amazing things. I'm not kidding, by mule or even horse there. And you, and you can find all kinds of activities to do around that. Um, they have those ancient fish ponds there. They have uh, really interesting coconut groves. There's some ancient... Uh, historic settlements that are there that, that are very, very beautiful and with rich history. And, you know, Molokai, I think, has a stretch of beach there that is one of the largest white sand beaches in all of the islands. And it's truly a unique Hawaii experience. And I don't think that could be found on any other island but Molokai. So, in fact, they call it the most Hawaiian island. So it's really great to immerse yourself in the culture and, you know, you kind of have timeless memories. If that's what you want, you want really remote, then, you know, I'll say go to Molokai. You know, it actually has the state's longest pier, although we don't have a lot of uh, boats in there. And, and now there's uh, some boutiques and kind of, you, you know, nice little eateries there. But guess how many people live on Molokai? 8,000 people compared to like Oahu, which has 800,000 people. So, with only 8,000 people there, you know, after, if you're just a few days, you're going to get to know the people around you. So, it's uh, really an interesting place to go. It doesn't have any internet or sophisticated, they have internet, but it's very, very slow there. Things don't move as, as fast as they do. But if you want relaxation, you kind of want to disconnect, you know, from the world, this would be the place to go. It's really a great place for R&R uh, &R for a vacation. So if you want to go there, let me know. We can definitely hook you up with it. We, just, we do book Molokai quite often, but not nearly as much as some of the other islands. So that maybe gives you a little taste. Maybe you're planning. Maybe you want to include that. Uh, at least maybe the trip on the ferry over to from uh, Maui over to, um, over to Molokai. You never know. Anyway. 
Hopefully that helps you out. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, we do this every Friday. I would love to hear from you just to say hello. If you've got a comment, a question, you want to clarify something, if I missed something, if you want to price on something, if there's a way I can earn your business, please reach out to me, Bruce, at hawaii-aloha.com. That's going to wrap it up for my beautiful wife, Yaling. For all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, we'll say aloha and mahalo. <laughs>